Bikurim, Perik Dalad, Mishnah Dalad, 4-4. The Mishnah continues to discuss the halachas of the androgynous, and here we're going to say ways in which the androgynous is legally equal to men and women. The Mishnah says, Shavala Nashem, Vila Nashem, Ketzad. How is the androgynous um, legally the same as both men and women? We'll have a total here in the Mishnah of six ways. They're as follows. Number one. If a person injures a androgynous or damages his property, so then the perpetrator has to make the compensation as he would whether his victim were a man or a woman. Second of all, Same goes if the person doing the damaging, meaning the one who injures his friend or who damages his friend's property, is an androgynous, so that androgynous is liable to the normal consequences of injuring or damaging someone's property, like anybody else. Third, Now, if someone actually kills an androgynous, the consequences are the same as if you would kill any other person, male or female, meaning that um, if it's bemazed, that means he intentionally, the murderer intentionally killed his victim, and there are witnesses who gave him proper warning, etc. So then the consequences are uh, capital punishment. The punishment for murder is um, execution by saif, that's beheading. Saif means a sword. Beheading, so that's what, if a person kills an androgynous, so the consequences, if the other conditions are met, is saif, beheading. And beshogeg, if a person... um, accidentally killed a androgynous. So then, as the rules are set forth in Masechus Makas primarily, um, under those under particular conditions where there's some level of culpability, but it was still not intentional for the murder to happen. So then, the rule is that the murderer, inadvertent murderer, has to be exiled to one of these cities of refuge, as is described in detail elsewhere. But the point is it's the same whether the victim is androgynous or regular male or female. Next, The mother of the androgynous observes the halachas of um, the woman who gave birth, the oletis, and the rules of dam tohar, whether like a male and a female. Now this is, I'll explain it quickly. <clears throat> the rules are that if a woman gives birth to a boy, so then for seven days she'll be tamea. Um, the blood that comes out of her is considered dam tame. After that point, for the next 33 days, meaning from day 8 to 40, even if she's bleeding, that is called dam tohar, and it doesn't make her tamea. Okay, so she can, even though she still has blood coming out of her, she can um, go to the mikvah and, and be tohra, etc. If the woman gave birth to a female, a daughter in other words, so then instead of 7 days, for 14 days, her blood is considered tame, and then after that, for the next 66 days, meaning from day 15 to day 80, and even if she continues to bleed, that's called dam tohar, and it doesn't make her tame, meaning she can still be with her husband, etc. Now, if an androgynous is maybe a man and maybe a woman, so that means we're machmer for both, and that will mean if a woman gives birth to an androgynous, the first week the blood is for sure tamea because that's true for males and females. For the second week, if it had been a boy, the second week of blood, meaning the 18 to 4, 
8 to 14, I should say, um, would be Tam Tohar. But if it was a female, so then the mother would be Tamea. And therefore, that second week, we still treat her to be Tamea Mesafek. Then, from days 15 to days 40, regardless of if it were a male or a female child, it's Dam Tohar, and therefore she can, she'll be Tahora, go to the mikvah, etc. Um, and after day 40, meaning from day 41 to day 80, on the possibility that it was a female, so then she'll be Tamea again, Mesafek, maybe she's Tamea, maybe not. After day 80, she can wrap that up and become totally Tahora completely, as the Allah has applied to a woman who gave birth. So that's the point of the mission here, that she'll have some leniencies of Dam Tohar as applied, as I just described. The next, V'nochel B'kache HaGvul Ka'anashem V'chanashem. This is in contrast to the previous mission where we said that the androgynous doesn't get Kache Mikdash, the portions of meat, etc., that are given out and must be eaten in the base of Mikdash area. There are other gifts given to Kohanim that are given and do not need to be consumed in the base mikdash or even in Yerushalayim. Um, among those are truma, trumas meiser, and chala. Um, truth is also there are other matanos um, behema, like other gifts of the animal, um, which is really the zroel chayim and keva, and also the reishas agez, the first the shearings. Those gifts, the truma, etc., chala, and so on, gifts can be given to a male or female kohen outside of Yerushalayim and can be consumed over there. So the point of the mission here is that when you're giving your local neighbor to Cohen his true matrimus maestra chala, matnas behemo, or reishas agez, so you can give it to a male or a female or an androgynous. An androgynous is just like a male or female. Okay. And finally, v'ha'omer, if one says, he takes the neder, hareni nazir, I'm a nazir, shazeh ish ve'isha, then hareze nazir, then he becomes a nazir. Now, as you probably know, the letter Vav in Hebrew is a coordinating conjunction, which could mean either and, or it could mean or. In English, we have two different words for those. Um, we have others too, like but and yet, etc., which have different implications. In Hebrew, the Vav can mean and, or it can mean or. It can mean also but and yet as well, frankly. Um, so the way that the Rush learns this is that the Vav here is an or. So that means if a person takes a netter and he says, I am a Nazir if this androgynous is either a male or a female, the halacha is that he is indeed a Nazir because it's true that the that the androgynous is indeed either a male or a female. There are others who learn that the Vav here is in, means and, meaning if a person says, I'm a Nazir if this is both a male and a female, so then those unfortunately learn that he is a Nazir. So that case, let me speak it out for a second. Two guys are walking down the street. They see an androgynous. Mr. A says, oh my gosh, that person is a male and a female together. And the second guy says, no, he isn't. That's impossible. There's no such thing. If that guy's a male and a female, then I'm a Nazir. So that second person is indeed another Nazir because the androgynous is legally in some ways like a male and some ways like a female. And therefore, it's true that he is both male and female. And that's how others learn this last piece of the Mishnah.